Hello. How are you this fine Sunday? I am fine. I'm fucking. I'm fine, 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 fine. I am so tired. <laughs> I am very, very tired right now. Well, that's that's on you, not on me. I, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm very tired, but it's not my week, so. <laughs> yes. Makes life a bit easier for me. It's your week. It's your week this week. What you got for us this week? Yeah, no, I, I, I did my notes. Um, well, I, I did my notes not from home, which felt weird for once. Because I, I made use out of the free Ace, well, my Asus Chromebook that I have that I got for free with my phone. So I managed to do some research on the go, but uh, which was quite good because I was worried. I'm like, oh shit, am I going to have to be home, like travel home all the time to uh, get my research done? But I managed to find a case and get it done researching on uh, at my grandparents' house. I'm just making sure that everything is fine. Uh, because my tem, oh, fuck me, I could. I, I typing on a keyboard's fair enough, but me trying to type on the laptop was just like another thing of like spelling mistakes here, there, and everywhere. I didn't know. Oh wow, I've just seen that image of the killer. Is that? Fuck me, I didn't see that image of him. Yes, but no, this was an. In, uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I wonder if I can. Figure out what the is that how you spell it? Yes, yeah, that's how you say it. Good. No, but I, I I'm excited for this one because I figure I I learned this new term um to do with this case, which I didn't know was the thing, because. Um, it's that thing, see when you're on Wikipedia and you go down and in the bottom it says see also it, There was like, well there's way more terms I, I, I've figured out here But there was this, this term came up and the see also related to another case I was on and I was like fuck And there was like a list of these cases from this specific term Which I believe, if I'm saying it correctly, is the term called matricide okay. Which if you know what that means, because there's other terms that relate to this, but this specifically relates to matricide. So if people know what that is, then they'll know. But basically, matricide means, uh, or it's short for maternal homicide, is the act of killing one's own mother. And there's loads of other terms for, because uh, obviously, you know, suicide means you kill yourself. Yeah. But I didn't realize there was other terms for killing specific family members. And there's a whole list. Like, I, I didn't even... I just found that out. But matricide was the one that came up. But there's other ones here. Euoxicide, uh, killing one's wife. Sauricicide, killing one's sister. Prolicide, offspring. Patricide, father. Parasite, one's parents or another close relative. Nepoticide, the killing of one's nephew. M Mar mariticide, the killing of one's husband, infant side, killing infant, fatricide, the killing of one's brother, filicide, the killing of one's child, and avun coolicide, the killing of one's uncle. I didn't even know we had terms for that, but matricide came up and there was a list of them, so I picked a case of someone who killed. Because I always find it interesting when someone kills another family member, yeah. because 
I know families fall out, but when it gets to the extreme of people killing their own family members, that's to me is a messed up thing because family is family, yeah. and you know you may not get along. You said a couple of times you don't get along with your brother, but when it goes to the extreme of we get along now, we didn't used to. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But like the thought of knowing someone or the thought of you killing your own family, who are the closest people ever in your life. Yeah. It's just like such a nuts thing. So I was going up and there was like a list of people and I was sitting there and going through them. And I was, as I was going through them, some of the reasons for some of these people and some of the cases, because there's another one I want to cover. I was thinking, fucking what? You know, and then this one came up and I'm like, this is an interesting case on why the person ended up killing um, the mum and the parents as well in this one. So I thought, I, I'll cover this because I don't think covered anything like this before I, uh, technically this person's from the Philippines but it happens in Australia so this is this our first Philippine Filipino case I don't know if you want to class it as Filipino because he is but it happened in Australia but uh, the case we're going to talk about is of Seth Gonzalez so obviously the warning I've explained that it is matricide which involves the killing of one's mother but the other people involved are other family members who kill as well so yes if you don't like people being killed, family members, then obviously don't listen. And I mention um, stabbings. Uh, don't know if I mentioned blood, but there's a lot of stabbing uh, in specific body parts. If you don't like the idea of people being stabbed, um, then don't listen to this either. But yes, Seth Gonzalez, and I say I was surprised because when you do Google him. One of the images that came up was not was of him now because this happened when he was uh, this person wasn't an adult. Okay. Um, but they are now. So yes, sit tight for this one. It's going to be interesting. Um, when I explain why this person ended up doing these killings, you're going to think for me. You know, we all do we all do stuff and we all hate our parents for stuff, but. Believe me, when I go through some of these other matricides, you'll sit there and think, people are fucking wild. Stupid than wild. But yes, Seth Gonzalez. And yeah. So, um, I'm sorry if I butcher the names of the victims in this, like the parents, because they've got quite not easy to announce names. But Seth Gonzalez is our killer that's his full name uh born on the 16th of september 1980 which makes him 43 now which is why if you see the older photo but most of the photos you see of him is when he is younger because uh, it didn't happen now uh and he was born in hopefully i'm saying this right baguio benguit in the philippines um, his education was at the Paramata Marist High School, uh, University of New South Wales, withdrew, and the Mac Macquarie University, incomplete. He was a tertiary student. Uh, he's incarcerated. Uh, his parents in this were Teodoro Teddy Gonzalez, which was his father, Mary Luiva. Josephine Claridade, Claridades, Claridades, hopefully I'm saying that right, Gonzalez, which was his mother, and his relatives were Claudine Gonzalez's sister. I mean, he's from the Philippines, but the Gonzalez last name made me think they might have some Mexican ancestry, um, which confused me a bit. 
And yeah, I won't see what the motive is until we go later on because it's a, it's a stupid motive. Um, uh, yeah, and these crimes happened in the year of 2001 in Australia and New South Wales in the North Ride area. So, yes. Um, uh, let's get into it. Oh, there's an. Ah, I've actually seen an image of one of the things that happened in this case where I didn't see it now. But. Let's get into this one. So, Seth Gonzalez was born in 1980 in ba- Baguio-Banguit Bangu- in the Philippines to Ted. I'm just going to call him Teddy Gonzalez. That's his name, but it's easy to say. Teddy Gonzalez, a lawyer, and his wife, Lovia Claridades, who married in 1977. In 1983, Seth's sister, Clodine, was born. After the 1990 Luzon earthquake destroyed the family's home and business, which was a newly built 40-room hotel from which Gonzalez was rescued by his father, the family emigrated to Australia. I mean, a 40-room hotel uh, must be quite loaded. And the fact is this guy got saved by his father from that hotel and he ends up killing him. Yeah, hmm. But uh, I'm not surprised they moved to Australia. I, I've watched a lot of like border um, patrol stuff from Australia, and I've known that a lot of people from Asian countries either travel to Australia to live or um, just go there on holiday. Um, I would like to think there's a lot of like Filipinos in that in a community within Australia. But it's the same thing here, how we have a lot of people from other countries that come to here. Uh, for somewhat of a better life. So I'm assuming they didn't want to stay in um, the Philippines. They just decided to go to uh, um, Australia because they settled in Sydney, New South Wales. Um, By the late 1990s, Teddy had requalified as a lawyer and set up a successful law firm specializing in immigration and purchased a plot of land in North Ryde. Never been to Australia, never been to the Sydney, New South Wales, never been. Um, But I would say I'd love to go uh, visit Australia someday because I know a couple people famous people well people I watch YouTubers who are from there and one of my mates it was weird I had a mate in school Colin um, I think it was in primary 7 or whatnot. he just like moved to Australia and like it was so nuts because at the time it was just like oh someone's leaving where are they going Australia and it felt like just like they'd gone to another planet when we were like 12 or was it maybe we're like 12 or like 12, 11, 10? And I remember he sent us like a photo of this fucking massive giant ass spider that was like in his house to everyone in school. And I, and we were, I remember everyone being like, oh shit, you know, like holy fuck, there's a massive ass spider. You know, why would you move to Australia if there's all these feral beasts that are there that you don't get in the UK? Um... But yes, I'd I'd love to visit one day. I know it's uh, you know some someday, someday I'll get on a plane and I'll be there. But yes, in the North Ride area, he's got a plot of land and a successful law firm. Uh, the Gonzalez family appeared to be close knit. Mm. The parents, however, were devout Catholics who had high hopes and strict expectations for their children. Of course. I don't know if that's an Asian stereotype, but you know what it, I you know what it's like. I've seen that. Maybe there's Asian listeners. Is this true that Asian parents are more stricter on their kids having 
um, good grades. Because I feel that over here, people are proud of their kids no matter what, depending on what the grades are. It depends on, uh, I feel like... Uh, it depends on like how your parents are. Some really strict parents can be really bad with it. I don't think devout Catholic... I don't think you have to be... I don't think it's a Catholic thing, is it, that good grades... No, I think it's just a personal preference thing because some parents can be insanely strict with it. Because I, th I thought I saw someone in the news recently about them... Um, doing stuff with grades because obviously the COVID thing happened and they're trying to get people into jobs you know not letting the specific grades they get define their skills and abilities but I don't know what opportunities they have in these other countries mm. over there compared to us that they need the good grades to get in there and if you don't have the chance of actually getting a job or doing something you know because I mean I don't know you do gig photography yeah. Maybe it's not as easy to do gig photography over there. Maybe you need to be like the top, top dog to even have a chance. Uh, Why I say that because um, I know I'm going a bit it's, off topic. It's not but... based on country though with that. It's based on the promoter. Is it? Yeah, it's not based on the country. It's based on the promoter. Oh, but I meant, I, th I thought like in other countries in Asia, would there be more of a chance of you being a gig photographer because not many bands go there for that chance to do that? If that makes sense. Yeah. Or is that not... Because, I mean, there's a local band... Um, I'm going to shout them out now. This is off topic. But Bitterwood, a local band from Aberdeen, have been getting some news because they're actually doing a tour in South uh, East Asia, which is, like, nuts because I've never heard any band from, like, especially our area to do somewhere like Asia. And they're actually playing in China, of all places. And I was like, you know, I, I was like, oh, how'd they manage to, like, get that? Because a lot of bands don't ever really get the chance to tour over in Asia. Because I feel like, you know, tour dates. Because, uh, you know, when you see bands, and it's always the Brazilian fans I see for so many bands that are like, come to Brazil, please. Anyone, if anyone's listening and are, and are a McFly fan, they know that every McFly post is just bombarded with Brazilians being like, please come over here. Like, Brazilian fans are just dying for bands, which is why the fact that, you know, being able to see a local band here go to somewhere like Asia where they probably don't even get as much bands come over there. Um, I don't know. But in particular, they had... They had high hopes that their son would perform academically well. Uh, give And the thing is, they hoped their son would perform well academically, give up his musical and singing aspirations, and embark on a career in medicine or law. Now, that kind of peed me off, because I am a musician, and I would never say to anyone, give up your musical and singing aspirations and do this career. You can do whatever career you want. Don't give up what you're passionate on just because your parents tell you. That's when... I have a gripe when parents just say, I don't like my kid doing that profession and what they're doing. And they're so set in stone that that's what my kid should do, you know. Because there's always the oddball in the family. And if my parents had an idea of what they wanted me to do and just said, don't do music, you know, they were supportive because they saw it was something I was good at. Should never say to any kids, give up the thing that you're passionate about and you want to do. Because uh, that's just wrong. After attending Paramata Marist High School, Gonzalez studied medicine science at the University of New South Wales, but withdrew after two years. He then enrolled in law at Macquarie, Macquarie, Macquarie University. Performing poorly in his courses and at the risk of expulsion, Gonzalez tried to cover up his failure by falsifying his grades. 
When this was revealed by his sister to his parents, they threatened to withdraw certain privileges, such as the use the use of his prized car, a green Ford Festiva. Gonzalez also argued with his mother over a girlfriend of whom she disapproved, and his family threatened to disinherit him. This, along with Gonzalez's desire to inherit the family's assets, were later established by police as motives for killing his family. I I understand that some people don't like the maybe the person their son or daughter's dating, but to get to like disinherit him because apparently this family is quite wealthy and has a decent amount of money, um, and he had the desire to inherit some of his family's wealth, and they were going to disinherit his wealth based on arguing and poor, poor grades, and the fact is they didn't like his girlfriend. Yeah, that's a bit much. Like way too far. Yeah, but that's believed to be uh, one of the motives is why. Um, is this financial motives and retaliation against his parents and the, the way that they treated him. Um, so we're going to talk about the murders now because that's all I could find about the early life. But basically, that's the, 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 the gists behind it, that he wanted the financial wealth his parents had. And the fact they mentioned that, oh, I don't think we're going to give it to you for certain things. He kind of went, no, 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 no. I want that wealth, you know, which is never a good sign when people are born to rich families and they have this idea of just, oh, I can't wait till you die or please die. You know, when people are like, oh, my God, can't wait till my granddad dies. I'm in his will. I'm going to get all the money, you know. Yeah, when it's uh, when it's when it's cases like that, where people are wanting someone to die because they know they'll just profit off of someone's death. Sounds very weird oh, and yeah. bad. And the fact it's a family member as well. You know, I don't care what's left in the my parents leaving their will for me. You know, I'm just happy with what I've got. It, that shows how greedy people are. Yeah. How money yeah. greedy, if that's the right term. Yeah. So, the murders. So, on the 10th of July in 2001, at about 4pm, uh, Gonzalez left the family's law firm where he worked part-time and headed to the family house. Around 4.30pm, armed with a baseball bat from his car and two kitchen knives from a knife block in the kitchen, he entered Clodine's bedroom, that was his younger sister, and assaulted her while she was studying. There he compressed... Oh, strangulation we're going to talk about. If you don't like that, sorry. He then, uh, there he compressed her neck while trying to strangle her, struck her head with a bat at least six times, and then stabbed her multiple times with a smaller of the knives. The cause of Clodine's death was a combination of the compression of her neck, blunt force head injuries, and abdominal stab wounds. Uh, Gonzalez then waited until Lovia arrived home about 5.30 p.m. So... I don't know why he's just killed his sister. She was just studying, and she. Do, I don't think she has any of the issues with Seth, but he's just, like, came home and just uh, had a baseball bat in his car, takes two knives, and just fucking kills his sister. For why, see, no fucking reason. And what's worse is it's one of those cases where the person's just minding their own business, studying, and the last thing they're thinking is, oh, shit, my brother's going to come home and beat the shit out of me and kill me. So she just got, like, assaulted and killed out of nowhere. And then he's in the house. 
and then waits for his uh, mother to arrive home at about 5.30 p.m. After entering the house, he attacked her with one of the kitchen knives in the living-slash-dining room, inflicted multiple stab wounds and cuts to her face, neck, and chest, and abdomen. Her windpipe was then completely transected post-mortem. At around 6pm, Gonzalez maternal aunt visited the house. Now, this is this is the... Um, this is a bit of a weird thing that happens here. So, she noticed her nephew and sister's car in the driveway, but the house was dark and unusually quiet, especially given the family kept six, uh, six small dogs inside. Looking into the house, she noticed movement and left her son after deciding not to enter via the garage. So, if she'd entered in, I don't know if Seth would have then killed her, or she would have gone in there and survived and saw the fact that her, um, well, that the mom and sister had died and then called the police. But she just saw movement in the house and thought, oh, okay, mm, son's in there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Well, I just won't enter. I see him in there. Everything's fine. And just, just didn't go in. Because then at around uh, right about 6.50 p.m., Teddy, the father, then arrived home. After entering the house, Gonzalez attacked him with one of the kitchen knives and inflicted multiple stab wounds to his neck, chest, back, and abdomen. One of the stab wounds um, penetrated his right lung, another penetrated his heart, and another partially severed his spinal cord. Teddy sustained defensive wounds, suggesting that there was a struggle. So, yeah, one of the worst ways to be stabbed at heart, lung, and spinal cord. I mean, the chances of even surviving that, um, none. Nope. Absolutely, absolutely, like, fucking brutal. Um, I was a bit weird, but I, I just, I was playing Sniper Elite 5, um, just before I came on here, and I've, I've never played any of the Sniper Elite games, but it's one of the games where they have a slow-mo option, so that when you actually shoot people, you see the bullet go in and actually penetrate the area, and you see the inside, and you see, like, explode. I can imagine what it's like, you know, seeing, you know, like, yourself get stabbed, and knowing uh, when the knife goes in that, uh-oh, it's hit that area where it's in the uh-oh territory, if that's right. You know, when you, you damage yourself... And you know fine well if you like damage an area, you're like, uh-oh, that's probably that broken or whatnot, you know. The fact is he's got stabbed and he probably looked down and went, shit, that's in my heart. We feel it, of course. Oh, what is in the lungs? And he's like, ah, oh, shit, there's, you know, I'm fucked. That I've just gotten stabbed in my lungs. And after killing his family, Gonzalez disposed of the murder weapon and the clothing and the size 7 running shoes he was wearing at the time of the murders. Now, this next part is where I saw one of the images on Google, which I hadn't seen of something that happened. And this was, this is what, this is how he covers up, which I find is stupid. So, he showered, changed clothes, and spray painted the words, and this is not, this is in quotation marks, this is what he sprayed, I'm not saying this to be offensive, he sprayed fuck off Asians on a wall in a house in an attempt to fool investigating uh, investigation police or investigating police into believing that his family had been the victim of a hate crime. So he tried to make the crime scene look like 
some people had gone in and killed his family because they were racist and hated Asians. That that was his game plan of like, fuck, the police aren't gonna find me. I'll fool them by making it seem like we've been a victim of a racist attack. Jeez. Which I find stupid. Oh, yeah. Because you, I, you can see the image, and it's written in this massive, like, marker. Um, I know, I haven't known of any cases of something to be like... Well, we, we covered um, John Arizonas, who was a racist. Yeah. And he killed people that way. But the fact this person has basically just used their race and gone, you know what, I can turn this... like I'll try and turn this around to make it seem racist, because Seth Gonzalez is Asian. So he must have thought in his head, fuck, I can kill my parents. Oh shit, how am I going to cover this up? Well, I just make it seem like it was a racist attack. Which I don't know what Australia is like and what it's like for people of other ethnicities there. But um, I know people in Britain can be quite really racist towards some other people. I, I've seen some horrible things being said around here. But, you know... I don't know if in... Have we had that anything recently? Of any racially motivated attacks? Don't I'm not know. sure. I'm trying to think. Because I don't know if it's that big of a thing here. I know in America, one of the biggest things is... Obviously, racial attacks is quite a big thing. Especially when shootings happen. Mm. Um, I know that's a massive thing. But when I heard that he tried to play it off in here... Um, I thought that was... Very weird. And then he basically, he, he does the thing, and the next part is what he does, he does that thing of like, commits the murder, fucks off to do something else, and then comes back to be like, oh, and then, like, uh, you know when people like, they go away, they do something else, and then they spend like an hour or two hours or whatnot, and then they come back to the scene and go, oh shit, and act like they just found it because they were out doing something to kind of, so people would see them out in public, and then if they were questioned, it would be like, oh, but I saw them, they were out doing this stuff, so it couldn't have been them. And then they came home and found it just out of the blue mysteriously. It's like, oh, shit. So, um, which is why he did the spray painting. So when he came back, he'd be like, oh, shit, I found this on the wall. So he, Gonzalez then drove to a friend's house, arriving there about 8 p.m. And then the two of them went to the Sydney Central Business, uh, business District, where they ate at a Planet Hollywood and visited a nearby video arcade. Later in the evening, after dropping his friend off, Gonzalez returned home. He called emergency services at 11.48pm to say he had discovered the bodies. So, he drove to the friend's house about 8pm, and it's almost 9, 10, 11, 12, so it's nearly four hours later, he comes back and then calls emergency services to say he discovered the bodies. So he's tried to prolong a period of time so that he can come back... And then, like, oh, shit, oh, my God, I had no idea that these people were dead. Which I think is a very scummy thing, and I hate when people do that. You know, they act, they go about and act normal after they've done the killings to make it seem like everything's fine. And Gonzalez had also, at that point, frantically ran to his neighbor's house and told them that his parents had been shot. So he did the thing of, like, going to neighbors, oh, help, 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 my parents have been shot. So... Um, in terms of the investigation, in the days following the murders, Gonzalez appeared on a uh, Gonzalez appeared on television, asking for the killers to come forward, saying he wanted justice and offering a reward of a hundred, hundred uh, k AU dollars. 
I haven't searched for that clip, but again, we've covered this before where killers do that thing of, I'll go on the telly and just pretend I don't know anything and be like, oh, this is such a shame to, you know. why People must, you know, killers can't be that fucking dumb to realize that that's been done before and that there's only so many times that someone can appear on telly to try and make it seem like it's not them. Obviously, at the time, people watching TV don't know that the person that's being interviewed is the killer. But, you know, it's another, this is another example of someone on the telly just being interviewed, acting like I had no idea, sort of thing. Stupid, stupid, we had it here, Ian Huntley. I remember there was ones in America, yeah. uh, but now, now there's one in Australia. Um, and he offered a award of a hundred... Um, Australian dollars. Well, obviously he's took it out from his parents yeah. and offering a reward. Um, but then that's the thing, though, like asking for the killers to come forward, like and offering a reward, when in reality he's done it at home. No one's seen anything happen, so they're going to get nothing. No one's going to come in. No one's going to come forward because it's him, and no one's going to come away with information, so him doing that's fucking pointless. A few days after the murder, Gonzalez visited the family's accountant and inquired about his inheritance, estimated at 1.5 million Australian dollars and 1.3 million. Um, wait, hang on. So, peso, Philippine, the Philippine peso. That's it. 1.3 million um, Philippine peso. But see, that's what I mean. It's all about financial. Because a few days after the murder, he's straight to the family accountant being like, so, my inheritance, which at 1.5 million is a lot. Oh, God. For fucking inheritance, man. His parents were loaded. Maybe it must have been over a period of time that he started to gradually, as he got older, realize, I've got a rich family here. I'm going to get that money by murdering them. But yeah, he went to the uh, accountant and inquired about his inheritance. As an apparent victim of crime, he was also eligible for a uh, $15,000 payout. Gonzalez then moved to an apartment in Chatswood and put a deposit on 153k Lexus, telling the dealership he would be using the inheritance to pay for the vehicle. So there we go. He's now spending his cash on Alexis, which he doesn't need. It was also claimed at trial that he traded his parents' cars and pawned his mother's jewellery. So he's even been more scummy. Killed the parents, pawning off their stuff, getting money, buying shit. You know, in his mind, probably acting and um, presuming it's like the higher life, you know. I can just imagine him, like, flashing the wads of cash, being like, you know, like when people get wads of cash and they do that thing where they, it's the right term, brushing it. You know when someone holds a bunch of money and they just flick through it? Or, like, they start brushing it so that it flops back and forth to... Yeah. Yeah, I don't show. I feel like that's what he was doing. Because he knows that, fuck it, he's gotten away with it. Um, He's done these two decoy plans, and he's probably thinking, I am fine, they're not going to find it's me, and now I've stole my parents' inheritance money, and I pawned off their stuff, knowing full well he's a cunt, and just, you know... And then... More of a cunt, uh, Gonzalez also told relatives that he had a brain tumour, 
and asked his godmother in the Philippines for 190k for the alleged surgery. But gladly, she did not give him the money. I can't believe that he 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 told his relatives, "I have a brain tumor," um, and asked his godmother, "Can you give me like 190k for some surgery?" And she was just like, "No, no, no, no. I'm not giving you fucking money for that." On 20th of July, at the combined family funeral, he gave the eulogy and sang Oh Sweet Day, which some attendees found odd. Based on the initial evidence, not safe for NSFW police investigators, I'm assuming that's New South Wales something. I don't know what NSFW, not safe for work police investigators. I think it's New South Wales, yeah. I was going to say... Police, did, police um, say a lot of stuff that's not safe for work. I, I, if someone's a safe for work police officer, then I don't know what kind of a police policing job they're doing. Um, but NSFW, um, police investigators assumed that the murders were part of a robbery attempt. However, given the absence of a forced entry, and despite some superficial ransacking, Nothing of value was missing, including the the cash in the victim's possession. Um, oh, the cash in the victim's possession. Also, given the three-hour duration of the crimes, it was deemed unlikely that the thieves would remain in the house for that long. After noticing an emotional detachment and many inconsistencies in Gonzalez's story, such as his claims of performing CPR and no evidence of any intruders, police began to suspect that he was involved. Gonzalez's clothes, for example, were found to have the same paint used to spray graffiti and a shoe box in his room matched the shoes in the attack. Based on this, uh, Gonzalez's internet records were searched, uh, his phone calls began to be recorded, and he was prevent, uh, befriended and surveyed by an undercover policeman. So this is like in 2001, and even then they're um, thinking, right, we need to search his internet records, which obviously is a more prominent thing now. Stuff gets sieged um, as soon as they suspect folk. They siege phones, they siege everything because, you know, your search history. This is why people always say, like, regardless of what you search, and if you delete it, it's still there, which is why when police do investigations now, they seize electronics because you'd be silly not to because there could be information on said electronics. You're not just looking for, like, knives or physical stuff that they might have used, you know, the electronics. So they seized, um, well, they searched internet records, and his phone calls began to be recorded. In December 2001, police were able to disprove Gonzalez's first alibi that he waited in his car in the driveway before driving to another suburb and later meeting his friend on the night of the murders. Gonzalez then constructed a second alibi, claiming he had taken a taxi, as his car may have been recognized, and visited a brothel at the time of the murders. But this was discredited by both the supposed taxi driver and a sex worker. So his alibis are just getting shot down. This man's not smart. He's coming up with alibis and folk are just like, I can just disprove that. That's just, you know, the, the taxi driver and a sex worker. So, you know, 
Other false trials included the fabrication of an email that implicated a business rival of Teddy in the murders and the staging of an attempted burglary on the 30th of May. So, um, a breakthrough came when Gonzalez's fingerprints were matched to a series of product poisoning letters which matched address searches on his personal computer. Other evidence indicated his research into poisons, the ordering of toxic plant seeds, and recent unexplained poisoning-like illnesses in his family. On the 13th of June 2002, detectives from Strike Force Twas arrested Gonzalez. So the fact that there was evidence in, uh, indicating his research into poisons and the ordering of toxic plant seeds, which... Um, no way would have been able to get in because I've watched a lot of Border Patrol Australia and unless they were ordered from Australia, they're so strict about plants as as any um, toxic stuff coming in because it could ha- harm the... Um, um, what's the term for? Harm the... Um, the plants and shit in the country and cause a mass um, disease to all plants or life forms and stuff in a country but it looked like from this that he might have tried to be poisoning them as well kill them by poisoning jesus which seems like a very old school way of doing it like you know like rasputin was trying to be poisoned i feel like i i don't have ever heard of anything in recent times someone poisoning someone else god i'm like acid attacks are still very prevalent and they're horrible but like i don't think i've heard of anything in recent times someone being poisoned but that's like another fear, you know, like fear unlocked. Like, you eat something, and you don't realize that it had poison in it, and as soon as you eat it, you start to feel funny, and it's like, uh-oh, because the shit happens slowly but quickly, if that makes sense. Like, it was so quick for you to eat that, but then it slowly eats away, and then you slowly start to... So it might have looked like he was trying to poison them, but it just didn't happen that way, and he ended up just coming home and just thought, I'm going to clobber them and stab them. I can't poison him. So, for the legal proceedings, Gonzalez was charged with three counts of murder and one count of threatening product contamination. He was refused bail and held on remand in Silverwater Correctional Centre. During this time, he was denied access to the family's estate to fund his defence and sought legal aid for the murder trial which took place during April and May 2004. So, fuck you, man. The night access to the family state, the fund is defense. You don't get your parents' money now, do you? You don't get a fund your defense of your family's loaded water cash. Protected, uh, no, sorry, prosecuted by Mark T- Tereski, the trial revealed that Gonzalez had planned the, mor- uh, the murders for several months before they took place. Seven months before they took place. He was thinking, I'm going to kill my parents. Which is absolutely fucked. It wasn't just like a spur-of-the-moment thing. He'd planned it for... And seven months is a long time. You know. Yeah. Seven months of thinking in his head. I'm gonna kill my own family members. Just is so... Oh. So just like... Ugh, shivers down the spine to think that people think about this stuff for so long. Initially, he researched the idea of poisoning his family, which led to an elaborate contamination hoax one week before the killings. The court heard of numerous lies to his friend, family, and police regarding his whereabouts at the time of the murder, suggesting that Gonzalez was a pathological liar. 
It was found that he had committed the murders because he was fearful that, because of his poor performance in his university studies, his parents might take away his car from him and might withdraw other privileges which had been granted to him, and that he wished to be the sole benefactor of his parents' property, which I'm assuming now is why he killed his sister, so that he could be the sole person to get the parents' money. There's no other family, no other younger siblings to inherit any of the money. He gets it all. On the 20th of May, 2004, Gonzalez was found guilty of all four charges. He was sentenced on the 17th of September, 2004, to three concurrent life sentences without parole for the murders. Justice Bruce James remarked that, I consider that the murder shows features of a very great heinousness and that there are no facts mitigating the objective seriousness of the murders and hence the murders fall within the worst category of cases of murder at common law. In June 2007, Gonzalez was granted approval to appeal his convictions and his sentence. The Supreme Court determined that statements taken from Gonzalez by police on the night of the murders may be inadmissible and he was not cautioned. On the 27th of November 2007, the appeal was dismissed and there had been no miscarriage of justice and his conviction remained. In March 2021, Gonzalez failed in his third attempt to get a special inquiry into his convictions for the murder. Previous applications for a special inquiry into his convictions were dismissed in 2018 and 2019. Now, the last part I have just mentioned is there's part on the house sale because, as we've mentioned in um, quite a few cases before, it's the thing of someone gets murdered in a house and then, obviously, the house, well, if people die and then there's nobody to just stay in the house... They sell on. Uh, so I have information on that. So the North Wright House, uh, located at 6 Collins Street, um, and built by the Gonzalez family in 2000, was put on the market shortly after the murders, but due to its notoriety, it remains unsold for three years. Um, hang on. I wonder if you can still... 6 Collins Street... No well, actually, I googled 6 Collins Street North Wright. I just googled 6 Collins Street and it appeared... It's not blurred. Um, they've not blurred it on Google Maps. I wondered if they might do. Um, that's a decent. That's a decently sized house. I don't know if it looked like that now, but that's a pretty. I wonder actually now that I'm looking at this because there's a lot of neighbors here. It's in a quite quite well built up area. I wonder if any of the neighbors know that that was a murdered house they're living next to. Some might, you know, now some of them. How long some of them have lived there? Well, there's an old man across the street again to like a van, but I can see now there's the garage, enter via the garage, because there's a garage, a massive garage, or garage, at the front, and it's a big house. It's it they're not it, it's not like the American houses, but it's kind of feels like that, but it's not anything like the houses we have in Britain. But um, yeah, it's not blurred. I thought it might have been. Um, but yeah, due to his notoriety, it wasn't, um, it remained unsold for three years. Because obviously, who wants to buy, uh, a house that they know? Um, its eventual sale 
aroused controversy in October 2004 when prospective buyers, a couple from Taiwan, which is a real country, I'll yeah. say that now, <laughs> agreed... Everyone's heard of Taiwan. Yes, but some people don't recognize Taiwan and China, and China still doesn't recognize Taiwan as being an actual country. Wow. It is. Um, agreed to purchase the property. However, now this is the bad thing. However, they had not been informed of the events that took place there by the retailer's LJ Hooker, only finding them out from a newspaper. So people who were respective in buying the house weren't informed that there's murders that took place and they only found that out from a newspaper. I'd, now, be, I'd be fuming, you know. I thought, didn't you say before, they had to I'm pretty sure tell they, you? I'm pretty sure they have to, yeah. Uh, because LG Hooker initially refused to reverse the sale as they had no legal obligation of disclosure, but eventually refunded the buyers... 80k dollars deposit due to the bad publicity it caused. I just you see, I think that's so scummy because, like you said, there must you must have to tell someone because it might be different. You know, it might be different in different countries, but I'm pretty sure in most that you have most places. Well, in UK for sure. Yeah, you have to tell them. Because we talked about it before, where people have been told and they still buy it, but they do know. Because it's the Dennis Nielsen one we mentioned again. That's one where I know they were told about it and they still bought it. You know. But the fact that people weren't told, you know. The last thing, because the fact they found out from a newspaper, you know. They probably bought the house, were in there and reading the newspaper and going, wait a minute, murders happened at 6 Collins Street, North Ride. Holy fuck, that's our house! You know what I mean? How eerie would that feel, you know? It's one of those things where, like we said beforehand, you know, like, the the thing where you, like, walk past a serial killer every day, you could do that. It's one of those moments where, like, in the moment, you don't realize something, but if you get told about it, then it's just like, oh, shit. Like, if if, if me and you went somewhere, and then someone came up to us and went, oh, you don't realize where we're standing right now is exactly where... Because it was the thing with the Black Dahlia murder, remember? Where the exact yeah. location where the body was found is a, just now a street or a part of, like, a sidewalk in America. And obviously people know where it is if they know about the murder and we're going there to take pictures. But other people every day are just walking on that pavement, I should say, and um, not knowing that they're walking over where the Black Dahlia murder body was. And it's like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the company... Was actually uh, was also fined twenty one k dollars by the NSW, obviously it's uh, New South Wales Police, New South Office of Fair Trading. After the incident, the NSW government made it illegal to fail to disclose information that could have a substantial impact on the value of a property. In November two thousand and five, the house was sold for seven hundred and twenty k dollars. 80k dollars less than the previous price to a buyer who was informed of its history. So yeah, that's the information on the house, but obviously the price has gone down on it because of what's happened. But the buyer was now informed because they made it illegal to fail to disclose information. And rightly so, the company was fined. Because, I mean, LJ Hooker, what the fuck are you doing? Knowing that murders happened, but you didn't decide to tell people who were buying your house? Scummy, scummy, scummy. But yeah, that's it. 
That's the case of Seth Gonzalez. I'm gonna bring up images. Seth Gonzalez, the, the the kid who murdered his parents for financial gain and tried to play it off as if he'd been a victim of a racist attack by someone. Jesus. Nuts. Nuts, man. Like, as I said, I was Googling matricides and is what I found out. Oh, there's images of, like, I've seen images of the family members now and of the blood and the keys and everything. But, you know, this kid... He was like a teenager, but he planned out his parents' murder just to inherit their money. What? I don't know. Nuts. Makes you, makes you, makes you like, you know, makes you feel like unsafe in another way you didn't think about feeling unsafe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I, I, I'm gonna be, I want to be a father and have kids, right? But the last thing I would want to think about is that my kid might want to kill me. You know? Because it's, it's a rare, a rare thing. Because most cases that we cover true crime-wise, it's not family members killing other family members. Mm. We have done it a couple other times, but now I know there's a term for it. There is other cases I want to cover, and there's one um, that when I do cover it, the other reasons, you know, the reason is just as stupid as this one. But like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I've seen things in news where celebrities say, oh, my child is not going to get the millions I have because they want their child to be able to, you know, understand the earning of money and not leech off their parents because their parents are loaded. You know what I mean? Because there's so many celebrities where celebrities' children just can do fuck all because they can just rely on their parents' money. Mm. But the fact this person just wanted the gain of the parent, his parents' money... And just killed them. His mom, dad, and sister. So he's got hardly any family members left, I don't think. And plus, he's still in prison. He is still currently incarcerated. He ain't getting out. No way. No, hell no. It's Matt Evan getting out. And the image I have of him currently is him. Well, he's bald, shaved head. But he's got fucking sunglasses on. And it looks like he's somewhat outside. I'm not sure. Um, apparently there's a prison tape on him as well to clear his name but I'm pretty sure it's him he, he's tried to cover this up quite a lot of times Um, I've just I'm, I'm just going to check this because is this an actual interview or has he done, was that his TV appearance or whatnot? but yeah you can see the image in the house which says fuck off Asians which is written in a massive massive um. Um. Oh, it's actually I. I did have this here, but so, uh, I've got the conv the convenience recollection of what happened. So according to him, um, there's a part here where it said, um. Oh no! Also says fuck off agents KKK at the bottom. Jesus Christ. Um, spray paint on the lounge wall. Um, he he called zero 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 which is obviously the way you call police in Australia. Um, the teleoperator's family had been shot, and there was a lot of blood. Um, six days later, they took him uh, set back to the house and walked into his ac um, actions. So this is what he said. As I walked in, I saw my father lying there. I went to him, and I kneeled down, and I think at that stage I was screaming for my mother for some reason. I was also screaming for my father. I was screaming, Papa. I was holding him. I was trying to hug him. I was trying to wake him up. I ran to my mother, I was hugging her, and trying to wake her as well. My first instinct was to try and resuscitate her in some way. 
He then went looking for his sister. When I opened the door, I hit something, he said. I think I may have been a part of my sister's body. I slowly pushed the door open, afraid if she was in a fragile position, I might hurt her. In his first statement, he told them of his sister. There was blood gushing from her side. I tried to stop it by using my hands. But the statement doesn't fit in time and manner of her death. Blood doesn't gush if you're already dead. They also found uh, Seth's clothing had only fine smears of blood, not that the soaking that would have been expected. You can actually see like the prints of blood with a on the floor. Damn, there's more images than I thought. But yeah, he the you know, um, the fact is also that one sweet day or whatever that song that he sang at his uh, um, parents' funeral. I don't know the lyrics of that song, but from the title, the fact is you're saying Sweet Day, singing it at the day that your parents are being buried. Mmm, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a bit. Um, oh, you see his car as well. He's got a custom number plate, SEF80G. Um... Uh, yeah, no, his alibis weren't that great. Um, I've got the uh, yeah, because alibi one, Seth had an alibi and eventually two. The first one constructed to deal with an inconvenient truth. At about six p.m., while Seth was in the middle of killing his family, his aunt Emily had knocked on the door of the house. Like we said, he had ignored the knock, but knew she would have seen his car in the carport, and I. And as an explanation, he told the police he had left for work at his father's law practice, intending to meet his mate Sam. But en route, Sam texted him to say he was delayed. Seth's story was that he stopped briefly at Collins Street, but didn't go inside. The timing coincided with his aunt's visit. Seth then said he drove to Kingsgrove, about 20 kilometers away, to catch up with a friend, but couldn't find the mate's address. It wasn't a great story. Alibi 2 was in January 2002, after police told him another witness had seen his car in the carport on the time of Clodine's death, he switched alibis. He told him he dropped his car home and then caught a taxi to a brothel in Chatswood. He said that after an, ass after an assignation, he returned home and picked up his car but didn't enter the house. Neither the police nor the jury believed his alibi. It was common greed and ego. Yeah. This Australian news site is exactly right. All calm and greed and ego. He was a lazy and indifferent student, unlikely to have his parents' hopes. So he killed them. And he was caught. Good. Wow, there's an image. There's a, you actually see the image of the house where it was for sale, LG Hooker. The massive sign out the front. The family who brought the house told Women's Daily wouldn't let it history destroy their dream home. Your dream home had a murder in it. Wow, there's more images to this than I thought. Oh, God damn. Maybe this is quite notoriety in this case. But rest in peace to the parents. 100% rest in peace to the parents. Did not need to die. But there we go, a case of matricide, or if the correct term... Um... What was the term for killing parents again? Oh, let me find it here. Um, parasite. The deliberate killing of one's own father and mother. But it's a, it's a matricide as well because the, the mum died. But there we go. Rotten hell, Seth Gonzalez. I will cover more cases where people have killed others. 
And if you see, it's another case I will say, if you look at this person, just seems like an innocent kind of baby-faced person. He does, That was hell-bent, hell-bent on killing parents for money and greed because he just wasn't doing well in grades and wouldn't live up to his parents. Evil man. Oh, yeah. But suspect more, as I've just said, I, I, I looked at more, and there's more cases of people killing their parents for the stupidest reasons. So, And a couple other cases I will say as well, uh, it's the cases of other people involved, and then either someone's boyfriend or someone's girlfriend or someone's friend, you know, weighs in, in the murdering of others and others' parents, so that makes sense. So yeah, there we go. Maybe if we class that as my first Philippines case, I do not know. But that's another case from Australia. So um, yeah, interesting one. Interesting one for sure. Um, you know, will we cover as many cases where the, the motive or something isn't exactly, you know, the same as everyone's standard sort of like um, killing? Well, it's it's weird when you come across one where the motive's just different and it's something out there because you always think there's no way someone would kill for this reason and then it happens and then it's like anything is just fucking possible at this point. But um, yeah, a, de a definite interesting one and this guy's never going to get released. And if he does get released, fuck knows what he's going to do, but he ain't got no family left. So, you know, evil. I will say this, right? In a case like this, it's someone's pure cold-blooded evil killing parents is on another cold-blooded level of evil so like no matter what if he comes out and is a changed person or whatnot he never is he'll always um be a cold-hearted evil person at heart so uh no matter what you do no matter if you fall out with your parents or whatever just please do not murder them or go to the length of just murdering your parents it's horrible please do not do that don't do that. Just, you don't really need to fuck. You don't need to kill your parents. You know, I I don't come from a wealthy family. We're not loaded. Neither is your family. I wouldn't no. uh, think loaded. You know, but like I I you know if I felt with my mum, or they said I wasn't getting something, I wouldn't take it to this level of extreme. You know, um, I, I I've had a few things taken away from me as a kid. But I didn't think, you know, like, plan, like, my parents' murder for seven months. You know, it's, I hate you, slam the door, cry in my room. Yeah. But that, that, that's the worst, that's the worst it would get, you know. Because once you lose your family members, they're gone forever, and time is precious. And the last thing, you know, people do is to uh, uh, make someone's life better. Or you, you, you want to have a successful relationship with someone i know it's not parents but like you know even even like a boyfriend or girlfriend as well yeah. you know you hold people very close to your heart and the last thing you we want to hear is of uh people uh, killing the people that are uh, closest to them so there there we go seth gonzalez evil evil no i got it i got research done and i'm good with this one so yes your turn next week but expect more um, of this sort of type of one in the next weeks because I can do my research um, when I'm not at home as well. So, And if anyone knows of any other cases of this, I will say, let me know of ones from their local country or whatnot where they remember some um, family members killing other family members. 
because I'd love to cover some more. If I don't find them. Fair. Yeah, this was a good episode. Good case. Well, not good. You know what I mean. <laughs> good case, but tragic case at the same fucking time. Yeah, thank you for doing this week's episode. Indeed. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed this one. And we will see you next week with another episode. Bye. Yeah, see you later.